All right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show, Wednesday night edition. You know, I just cannot get over this phone call that Reuters published yesterday with Joe Unity and the, I guess, now former president of Afghanistan, Ghani. I really can't. Joe Unity telling the president, and remember, now contrast this with the phone call that Donald Trump had with Zelensky, the new Ukrainian president, where he was saying, congratulations, and wouldn't it be nice if we could, as both countries incorporating Ukraine as well, if we could clean up corruption, and then what happened? Oh, the Democratic Party went out and impeached Donald Trump over that. Well, if they had any standards about them, the Democratic Party would right now be calling for Joe Biden's impeachment, and we should see an impeachment trial, and we should see Democrats calling on him to resign. But we see nothing like that. In fact, Democrats, as far as I'm concerned, have been so hesitant to criticize Joe Unity Biden and his absolutely botched withdrawal, which is now more of a surrender to the Taliban that we saw in Afghanistan. And by the way, today being September 1st, well, tomorrow was supposed to be the deadline. We actually found out it was on Monday. Then we found out that it was yesterday at in Afghanistan, on Afghanistan time, midnight there. That was it. We were done. I mean, it was, and he didn't want a reaction from the Taliban. But Joe and his phone call, right, saying to Ghani, well, you know that there's this perception going on, and I don't really have to tell you about it, but whether it's true or not, that the Taliban are winning, I, we, we need to change that perception. So it never mattered to Joe. Nothing mattered other than the perception of the Taliban winning when it comes to American lives. Who cares? I mean, Americans are still stranded today. We have a lot of reporting about it that we'll get into throughout the show today. And we have these text messages uh, that were in Just the News, John Solomon reporting on it, which are just shocking, will totally shock you what our military leaders were saying on the ground in Afghanistan last weekend. But the bottom line is, folks, you followed, and I've, I've spoken about it before because I agree with the former president, Donald Trump, that the best way a planned withdrawal from Afghanistan should have looked something like this. We get first and foremost, get our American civilians out of Afghanistan. Then after that, you take the military equipment, which now there's $85 billion dollars worth of American equipment, the best first-class state-of-the-art equipment that you could ever want, you know, helicopters and night vision goggles and guns, the best equipment in the world. Now, $85 billion worth of that is in the hands of the Taliban. You see videos of the Taliban literally walking around in American clothing, American military clothing. I mean, it, it's unbelievable. You get the civilians out first, then the military equipment, then after that, then you destroy our bases in Afghanistan. You keep Bagram, and then after that, as Donald Trump spoke about, we'll still be there. We'll still have a, a little occupation there, and then, you know, if anything starts whatsoever, as he said, if the Taliban, you know, go back to their old ways, and if any single one American 
is killed and now we have 13 americans who are killed 13 u.s service members who serve this country gracefully and with honor and by the way joe could i mean he couldn't even take time out of his day looking at his watch every single time another service member came by it's beyond disgusting but then after all of that then you take our military out why on god's green earth would you ever take the military out first? And then, remember, Joe had to backtrack and deploy more American troops back in Afghanistan. And and on top of all of this, right, where is Kamala Harris? I mean, she was bragging that she was the last person in the room that Joe consulted before his decision to pull our military out of Afghanistan. How come she isn't owning any of this decision? I mean, she went off to Vietnam for goodness sakes, we've barely seen anything from Kamala Harris. But Joe Biden, the underlying theme, folks, this didn't have to happen. We did not have to come to a point where Americans are crying out for help because they've been abandoned and stranded in Afghanistan. Now behind enemy lines, you have the Taliban here who are who are showing caskets with American flags draped over it, the UK flag and the French flag as if they're claiming victory when it comes to what the, the situation and the conflict that we've seen for the past 20 years in Afghanistan. And I'm, I'm not so sure that we should really call it so much of a withdrawal anymore. Joe Biden surrendered to the Taliban. That's exactly what happened. Now today, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, Jen Circleback Psaki, she was asked about Joe's phone call with the Afghan president and telling Ghani that he needs to change the perception, right? Jen Psaki completely refused to answer the question, saying, quote, well, well, I'm not going to get into private diplomatic conversations or leaked transcripts of phone calls, but what I can reiterate for you is that we have stated many times that no one anticipated that the Taliban would be able to take over the country on and on and on refuses. So what she basically, her non-answer there is her answer. This conversation definitely happened. Joe Biden only cared about the perception that the Taliban was winning. He wasn't listening to his generals, you know, when they were sending him warnings saying, hey, this is getting bad. And then, you know, I, I don't know if it, it could be at the end of the year, but if I'm Joe, you know, if I'm the president of the United States, leader of the free world, and you're hearing that the Taliban is going to take over Afghanistan, maybe by the end of the year, wouldn't you be planning right now to make sure that that doesn't happen? Wasn't it Joe on July 8th? that was telling America that, no, this doesn't mean that the Taliban are just automatically going to retake Afghanistan. Well, now we know in this phone call, and this phone call takes place on July 23rd, that Joe was lying, completely lying to all of us, and he only cared about his image. He only cared about the politics behind it. And again, I, I asked the question, even to Democrats in the quote, 81 million people who voted for Joe Biden. What has Joe Biden done right for Americans? What name, name one thing that he's done right for this country? Because there's none. 
Joe Biden has been a complete and utter failure. Uh, uh, Saki saying, uh, so even the content of the reporting is consistent with what we've said multiple times or many times publicly. I'll also note something the president said in his press conference around the same time of this reported phone call. The Afghan government and leadership has to come together, blah, 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 so on, so forth. No answer at all. The, the, the big thing to take away from that is Jen Psaki is saying, yeah, this conversation definitely happened. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll read it for you again, this quote, quote, Joe Biden now, I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there is a need for my political image so that people don't think I'm an incompetent, stupid, old fool. There's a need. Whether it's true or not, again, I you know, if Americans are dying, that's fine. If SIVs are dying, whatever. If Afghan allies who have helped us, well, well fine. I mean, that, that happens. That's politics, right? As long as I, though, as long as I look good, that's what we need to, quote, project a different picture. And it's great. And then not only Joe Unity, but then here's white rage General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, saying the same thing as Joe. The perception in the U.S. and Europe and the media sort of thing is a narrative of Taliban momentum and a narrative of Taliban victory. Well, we need to collectively demonstrate and try to turn that again. Here's that word, perception. We need to turn that perception, that narrative around. I mean, as opposed to getting Americans out safely today, to this, as we speak, there are still Americans totally stranded in Afghanistan. And on top of that, now we have journalists that are stuck in Afghanistan. Fox News reporting, Biden leaves behind U.S.-sponsored journalists he promised to evacuate from Afghanistan. The U.S. was unable to evacuate U.S.-sponsored journalists from Afghanistan despite the Biden administration promising to get them out. Uh, uh, Republican Texas Congressman Mike McCall saying, quote, it is absolutely disgraceful that the U.S. State Department claimed they evacuated their local employees when in reality they abandoned hundreds of USA GM journalists and their families. Some of these journalists were given express assurances by the Biden administration that they would be treated as locally employed staff, but they were not. He says, my office was working with one of these journalists tried for two weeks to get attention brought to his case so he, his wife, and his infant child could be saved. But our pleas and and, Russia's, and uh, their pleas, really, were totally ignored. Joe doesn't care about an American and his wife and his child. Of course not. He cares about the perception. He said it. I am calling on the president, uh, McCall said, and the State Department to rapidly Find ways to get these people to safety and away from the threats President Biden and Secretary Blinken enabled. Now, Fox News did confirm that Radio Free Europe and Radio Liberty journalists were unable to get aboard the last flights from Afghanistan on Monday. And Jake Sullivan, 
National Security Advisor, said on Sunday that the groups prioritized by the U.S. government made it to evacuation planes. Now listen to this number right here. A group of 500 people, including Afghan families, are now stuck in the country after attempting to get through the gates at Kabul Airport. You know, where the U.S. state, where Joe Unity Biden was saying, yeah, come to Hamid Karzai Airport and we'll get you out of there. We promise. Oh, but then the State Department puts out the most disgraceful document ever. Well, try and make your way to Karzai International Airport. But, uh, oh boy, yeah. No, we can't guarantee your safety. Whoa, right? The U.S. Uh, had been warned that there were about 600 people employed by U.S.-sponsored organizations in the country. Nearly 70 U.S. lawmakers even sent a letter to Biden on August 25th, urging him to get the USA GM employees out and their families, on top of that, out of the country by the August 31st deadline, saying, we stress to you that the 550 U.S. GM employees and their families are no different from journalists that you have already worked to evacuate. They have been and continue to be a target for the Taliban. And, and, and what is Joe Biden doing right now? Nothing about the situation. Uh, we have this New Jersey uh, man who's saying that he's fearful for his family who went on a summer trip to Afghanistan and now have ended up stranded. Uh, uh, this guy, Mosin, um, is his name, saying, quote, they should have been home last week. It should have been about a week now since they've been home. But everything that happened is honestly crazy. I don't know what to think. I have been sitting here praying. My uncles, my aunts, everybody, we were all praying. We are just trying to make sure they come home safe and sound. Now, this is where Democrats and the liberals who care about everybody and accept everyone's views and opinions, they don't care about this because it doesn't affect that because it doesn't affect them now what about if it was your aunt what if it was your uncle who was stranded in afghanistan not you know obviously um americans and the taliban who got this list now of americans and people afghan our afghan allies who helped us you know joe said well here Here's this list. Make sure you take care of these people. Oh, no, Mr. Biden would take care of these people. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they will. It's basically a kill list, right? How could you not be fearful for Americans over in Afghanistan? Mosin saying it's unbelievable his family is trapped because they are U.S. passport holders, valid passport holders, and we're just confused on that, he says. He says there was a time they were on a bus with a bunch of other American citizens and Afghan allies, and that was turned away as well as after like 10 to 12 hours on the bus just sitting there. Says uh, he's constantly communicating with them. He says, thank God that the most current update is they feel safe. Uh, he says to Biden, he says, I, I can't believe him. He is saying that he is going to get Americans out, but I it, it's hard to believe. He says, and, and, and the only thing I want is to see my mom, my dad, my sister, and my grandma safe and sound back in the country that they've been living in 
most of their lives. Uh, also, yeah, or actually says, excuse me, he's saying he's going to do it, and I have to believe him. So I and 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 again, if you're in Mohsen's shoes, what other choice do you have? You have a that's now that's in New Jersey. Go to California, the USS, the United Socialist State. California family believes stranded in Afghanistan uh, after seven others have been evacuated. One of two California families who were stuck in Afghanistan just hours ahead of the U.S. flight out of Kabul has reached safety. Uh, there, there have been a total of eight families from the district in total. Uh, Monday, just two remain unaccounted for. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as these people's families are concerned, those two families being stranded in Afghanistan, that's not good enough. And it shouldn't be for any uh, Americans. That, by the way, is uh, in uh, Cajon Valley Union School District in California that like we've been reporting um, on this program. Uh, another quote from one family with three students was left behind in Afghanistan. We're exploring strategies to rescue and bring them home. It's, I mean, it's up to private people now to make sure that their family gets home. The Biden administration could care less. Now, justthenews.com, that's John Solomon's website. His reporting today, he has an exclusive headline reads, in secret texts, U.S. military officials lamented leaving Americans behind in Kabul. Some of these text folks are, are totally shocking. Text messages between U.S. military commanders and private citizens mounting last-minute requests tell a far different story than what the Biden administration is saying. One in which pleading American citizens frantically left behind at the Kabul uh, airport gate this past weekend to face an uncertain fate under Taliban rule. Here's a quote for This is one of the texts here. We are effing abandoning American citizens. That's from an army colonel assigned to the 82nd Airborne Division on Sunday, writing in frustration in a series of encrypted messages that detailed that failed effort to uh, get a group of American citizens out hours before the last U.S. soldiers departed. Uh, the Text messages and emails which were provided to Just the News by Michael Yan, a former Special Forces soldier and war correspondent uh, who was among the private citizens working with private networks in the military to rescue stranded Americans. Yan told Just the News that a group of Americans were abandoned at the Kabul airport, pleading for help as military officials told them, we're finished with our evacuations. How about that? Jan said, uh, we had them out there waving their passports, screaming, I'm American. Jan says, people were turned away from the gate by our own army. That alone is very alarming, very heartbreaking as well. Jan wrote a stinging email to an army major whose team had tried to coordinate the rescue before abandoning it, saying, quote, you guys left American citizens at the gate of the Kabul airport. Three empty jets paid for by volunteers were waiting for them. You and I talked on the phone. I told you where they were, gave you their passport images and my email and phone number, and you left them behind. Great job saving yourselves. 
probably get a lot of medals, Jan wrote. Uh, now, this has been picked up by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, uh, uh, top Republican on the Senate uh, Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations. Uh, he's saying, quote, I'm not sure what planet President Biden and members of his administration are on, but here on planet Earth, his with uh, uh, planet Earth, excuse me, his withdrawal from Afghanistan is an abysmal failure. What we've been hearing from people working the evacuation is completely different from the administration's rosy spin. These texts confirm my worst suspicions and should serve as further justification to dramatically increase the vetting process before granting refugees legal status and rights. Uh, Jan also saying, I personally know and was involved in an operation two nights ago. In that mission, Jan and, a, and another uh, person tried to shepherd four Americans, a woman and three children, onto an evacuation flight said uh, the group had to get past Taliban checkpoints through the gate to the airport. Said, quote, we had the Taliban take that we had Taliban take them to the southern to the south gate. That's how they got the checkpoint. Once at the gate, the family stood waving passports, screaming that they are Americans, but Jan said American forces would not come out to get them. I mean, it, it, it's totally shocking. And, and it's not just conservatives who are concerned by this, but now you even have people who in the White House are actually horrified with what's happened. That's an exact quote. In the wake of the U.S. troop withdrawal from Afghanistan, one White House official was left, quote, appalled and literally horrified by the Biden administration being unable to get all Americans out of the country. The administration official telling Politico, quote, I am absolutely appalled and literally horrified we left Americans there. Uh, quote, it was a hostage rescue of thousands of Americans in the guise of a, a non-combat, NEO, by the way, NEO, non-combat evacuation operations, and we have failed that no-fail mission. A separate White House official told the outlet that the mission wasn't accomplished if Americans were left behind. Well, we know, folks, that Americans were left behind. Uh, Stars and Stripes yesterday, headline here, retired military officials demand Austin and Milley resign over handling of Afghanistan withdrawal. A group of retired military officials calling for the resignations of Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, uh, Army General Mark Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, over their handling of the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, the conservative group Flag Officers for America created this letter signed by, get this now, 87 officers accusing Austin and Milley of, quote, failing to recommend, uh, uh, recommend against this dangerous withdrawal in the strongest possible terms. They write, conversely, if they did do everything within their ability to persuade the president to not hastily exit the country without ensuring the safety of our citizens and Afghans loyal to America, then they should have resigned in protest as a matter of conscious and public statement. 
Now, of course, they're not going to do that, folks. Uh, they also write in the letter, uh, the group calling the withdrawal, quote, disastrous, claiming Americans and vulnerable Afghans left in Afghanistan after U.S. forces left on Monday are, quote, de facto hostages of the Taliban at this time. Uh, the group of officers further alleged Austin and Milley uh, should resign for other leadership training and moral reasons. Uh, it has become clear that top leaders in our military are placing mandatory emphasis on wokeness related to uh, uh, related training, which is extremely divisive and harmful to unit cohesion, readiness, and war fighting. Our military exists to fight and win our nation's wars. That must be, they write, the sole focus of our top military leaders. But we know General Mark Milley, yeah, no, he's more focused on white rage and the perception, as is Joe Biden. We can't have the perception that the Taliban is winning, even if they are. Completely and utterly disgusting, folks. I mean, we do have good news, though. We have 1,200 36 now days to go in this administration until America's long nightmare is finally done with. Um, and we pray, folks, we really do pray for our fellow Americans who are trapped and stranded in Afghanistan that hopefully they come on home. Uh, folks, quick programming note. I'm going to be out the next, uh, well, two days, three days as far as the show goes. Obviously, uh, Labor Day is Monday and folks have a great incredible weekend live life to the fullest do everything that you want to do i mean even if that includes not listening to joe unity biden man go out there and have fun enjoy life uh so we'll be back uh have a great labor day as well and we'll be back here uh on the 7th next tuesday and folks i will speak to you then thank you thank you thank you thank you as always for listening to the program.